0: Thank you for coming back. This is Robert Paulson with Foolish Ministries. Uh, Today's message is a little different. It's titled, Who is the Head Fool? Um, Spoiler alert, it's me. Uh, In this video, we want to cover four things. Uh, Who I was, how Christ saved me, who I am, and why I'm doing this. And if you're tuning in on video, I'm going to post a couple pictures of me just on a slideshow for about 10 minutes. Uh, just so you can see the man behind the microphone. uh, The goal with these videos is not to make them about me at all. I love to start them and literally dive right into scripture, right into what's going on into the world, right into the message. Um, But I figured people are going to want to uh, learn about the man behind the microphone, see who's, you know, uh, teaching them to get some sort of credibility. I don't know if this video will do that, but we'll see. Um, So I'm going to get right into it, uh, who I was. Um, I'm 29 years old, and for the first 26 or so years of my life, um, I grew up in the church. Um, I I didn't learn the things I'm learning now (laughs) that I'm saved. I didn't didn't really go through scripture. I didn't really understand it. I, I don't believe it was really taught to me. Uh, but I grew up in a church, a Christian church. Uh, but for the first 26 years of my life, I had, uh, you know, other than using God as a genie to get me what I wanted, I didn't really have any interest in, in serving him or learning about him or worshiping him. Um, I just went my own way. And uh, I believe whether you're saved or not, you have gifts and, and you can use those gifts to glorify yourself or or to glorify God. And so I have always been blessed with the gift of energy. I have a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty much never tired. And, uh, and I'm really thankful for it. Um, but that gift is particularly dangerous. Uh, so c- you can imagine as a young kid, I you know, I was in the court system. I was on probation. I, I had gotten in all kinds of a trouble. Uh, very angry teenager, bored all the time, never content, Uh, I got into stealing. I was always very greedy, was always about money. That was probably my biggest vice uh, before getting saved. And I always wanted to be a good person my whole life. You know, I wanted to be a good person. I just had no self-control to withstand temptation. Um, and so money was probably the root of all my other evils. And, and I'll get into that a little bit more here in a minute. Um, but that was pretty much my life. So I wanted to be a good person. I've always wanted to be a hero, right? And I <laughs> I mean, I love where David says in Psalms, the Lord knows my foolishness. So I've always been kind of foolish, uh, even before I was saved. And still now you'll see some of the pictures. I'm, I'm mostly goofing off in a couple of them. Um but, you know, pretty much that was, the, you know, the, the crux of my teenage life was just getting in trouble. Uh, you know, I'd go to youth group, I'd have a good time, and that was it. You know, I never really thought about God. And so wanting to be a good person, wanting to, you know, get off in life and having all this energy, uh, I ended up, um, you know, I went to college, I got an associate's degree at a local community college, I joined the Air Force, you know, joined the Reserves, the National Guard. Doing all these great things, you know, on the outside, I probably look okay to some other people, um, and and then I get into uh, mortgage banking, um, and this is where it started to go south. So I I already have a problem where I'm I'm thinking about money a lot, even as a teenager and young adult. Uh, certain jobs I would get, I would save all my money, right? And I and I was uh, at that time kind of giving. I was okay with money. I was generous, and and you know, I was I was a you know, relatively, you know, I hadn't turned too evil at that point, let's put it that way. Um, But there is a turn coming. And so I get into mortgage banking, and I'm actually very successful. Um, I was at a small credit union at the time, they had some sales records that I had broken, and um, immediately, you know, pride, arrogance, everything goes right to my head. And on the outside, I, I was a good actor. I did a good job of, you know, I've always been good at communicating, so I could keep it to myself. Um, and I was very thankful. Um, and so so that, that was kind of my life. And as I began to make more and more money over the years, I, I got different and more risky and more aggressive jobs. And I ended up at Uh, Some of these loan offices where you're just taking internet leads all day, sitting behind a cubicle. So I would say some of the darkest hours of my life would be like 23 to 26. Uh, This is where my greed really took over. And just so I'm clear, I suffered with all manner of afflictions and addictions. I have an extremely addictive personality. Um, I realize now that's, that's actually a gift from God. But when you are not serving God and you're serving yourself, that is a very dangerous gift. And so I, whenever I do anything, if I do it at all, I'm just addicted to it. It's, it's just, you know, it consumes me. And so I was always trying to find things to fill this hole in my heart. You know, I always just felt like life needed to be more, whether it was the military or money or business. Um, I'm very into running both before I was saved and now. But it was always to, you know, find some sort of purpose, right? And so so this period of time, 23, really more like 24 to 26, uh, I just took a hard turn south. I mean, it was rough. I was working and, and it was all rough because of my own stupidity. I mean, I have no one to blame but myself. Um, so essentially uh, what happened is I was working 12 hours a day at least. You know, I would wake up some days 2, 3 a.m., Um, Every psychologist in the country probably would have called me manic or bipolar. Um, I was drinking three energy drinks a day, sometimes taking over-the-counter decongestants like ephedrine just to amp up my energy, which I I don't suffer with not having energy. So you could imagine with this much caffeine and and other drugs like that. I mean, I was wide awake um, and, and I was rocking all day on the phones, right? And so I had built up this idol in my mind, this God in my mind, this uh, idea uh, of a level of financial stability. And when I hit it, I knew I would be happy. And so over these years from 23 to 26, I mean, I sold my soul for it. I I gave everything to work. And the more money I started to make and the closer to this goal uh, I get, I won't share the exact financial goal, but it was a big goal. And to me, I had actually kind of thought of this goal since I was like 15 or 16. So to me, this goal was tangible. It was something I was going to do. I was working towards it. And it represented peace and a freedom from this anxiety and happiness. And so I just worked and worked and worked. I did anything to justify it, um, you know, round the clock and, and just constant um, and, and really pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, and, and I finally went and hit this goal. And, and while I'm pushing myself and, and working as hard as possible, I'm developing all sorts of other vices and addictions just to keep up with the stress. Um, and, and from 24 to 26, I, I really believe I, I sort of started losing my mind. I was outside my right mind. Um, psychologists would probably call it manic uh, or bipolar Um, I speak pretty calmly now, I still get pretty energetic, but sometimes I would speak so fast my own wife couldn't even understand what I was saying. I was so uh, amped up and excited all the time. And my anxiety was, oh my gosh, I can't even describe it with words. It was day and night, absolute misery. Um, I would check my bank account 10 times a day. I became incredibly greedy. You couldn't get a dollar from me because it was taken away from that goal. And the more money I made, the more I worried about money. I would check my bank account all day and all night, do all sorts of math to make sure I was at my goal at the right time. And I hit my goal. I finally hit my goal and that anxiety never went away. And I had all these other problems and all these other stresses from all these vices. And I just, I mean, I had gained 40 pounds at the time. I was just a sack of filth, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. I mean, my whole life, the very words that were coming out of my mouth were filthy. My mind was filthy. I was just a wreck. I was constantly, constantly anxious and angry and sometimes depressed uh, it was, it was just a nightmare. I am so thankful to the Lord now that he led me through that quick, painful experience to, to lead me to where I am now. Um but essentially that's where I am. So I I hit that financial goal and it doesn't make me happy. Um if you're a Christian listening to this, you're like, well yeah, no surprise. <laughs> um I start still worrying about money and worrying about like what am I going to do with my life? My life felt very short. I began to feel immediately like, wow, this is it. I'm going to sit around and worry and stress. And then I'm going to die one day. Like, what a miserable life, you know? And so I basically got to a point where I, I started this other business venture and I built my whole uh, image on money. You know, I really thought people wouldn't respect me. I wouldn't respect myself if I, if I lost money. I was constantly worried about it. Um, I had really built myself into, you know, my own little God. It was really pathetic, honestly. And on the outside, nobody really knew. You know, I had gained 40 pounds, but I looked fine. I looked normal. Um, It it was just all internal. I kept it all to myself. And so I found myself where I broke down one day. I was 26 years old, roughly. And I I broke down one day and I I, I found myself, this is the beginning of my my call to Christ. Uh, I, I found myself in a mental hospital, um, uh, yeah, I was in a, I was only there overnight. I wasn't allowed to leave and that really freaked me out. So it caused me to break down, uh, even further. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, came to visit me and then he left. And then I was all alone all night and I'm, you know, I'm laying on a bed, just crying. And of course, when you're low, you're talking to God. And it, it's almost kind of scary because I've had several low points in life and I've used God for comfort. He's actually provided me comfort. I've read the Bible. I've prayed. Uh, I always thought I believed in God, um, but from this night where I was talking to God and believe I heard something, and to this day, I believe I heard something in my heart, not audibly, from the Lord, uh, but I did not believe in Jesus Christ for several months later, probably almost six months later uh, from that night in, in the hospital. Uh, So I wake up the next morning, they let me go. um, And everybody and their mother is telling me, you know, you need to be on medication, you're manic, you're bipolar. And I'm like, I know I'm messed up. I know I'm manic. I know I'm bipolar. Uh, But they let me go without medication. And and thank the Lord, I've I've never had to use medication. Um, But that night in the hospital, I heard very clearly in my heart, Uh, the Lord saying to me, and now I know the doctrine. I know that the Father leads you to the Son, right? And the Son reveals the Father to you. They work in unity as one God. And so I I believe the Father was telling me, I know you're an addict. You know, I know you're really messed up. This is exactly the words in my head, too. You know, as I know you're really messed up, Uh, I'd like you to be addicted to me. Just try it. And I had actually kind of heard and thought of this type of thing several times in life, because no matter what I did, if I was running marathons, I was running uh, 50 milers, I was in the military, I had pride, I had wealth, a beautiful wife, a dog, uh, freedom, but I was miserable. Um, The reason I was in the hospital was I really was contemplating taking my life. Um, and, uh, and one day, you know, I had thought about, you know, I'd love to just go to sleep and never wake up. But one day I was, you know, sitting actually at the same desk I'm sitting at right now recording this. And I well up sometimes thinking of that, uh, just all the ways God has transformed me. Uh, but I was sitting right at this desk and I, I was really, uh, I like to say death started whispering in my ear and it sounded good. It really sounded good at the time. I thought I could never escape it. I thought life was meaningless. I just hated life, and I hated all this anxiety. I could not escape it; it was it was unbearable. Um, so I heard that I heard that calling. It was try being addicted to me. Give it a few months, see what happens. And uh, so I said okay. Um, I had a job at the time. I, I quit it immediately. I had some savings, obviously, and I took four months off. And all the um, pictures you're seeing, you know, if if you're on the podcast, I'm sorry, you can't see them. But if you're watching the video, you'll see like a Bible on a picnic table. Uh, That was like my life for four months. Um, For four months, I tried to be a Christian, I tried to get saved, I tried to be a good person in my own power, I did not submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ, or the you know, I didn't understand Christ at that point, I, I did not have faith. Um, and it's really dangerous kind of growing up in a church because you, you're just told you are saved, right? You, you've prayed this prayer, you've said this thing, so you are saved. Um, and so I just assumed throughout everything, even when I was just uh, overcome with anxiety, I always was like, yeah, I'm saved. This is what I believe. Sure. Uh, never had any interest in reading the Bible. But uh, so I took time off work and I sat. I would run all day, right? Because I, I had given up Uh, a bunch of different vices, and I traded them for essentially just being kind of lazy. I would run all day, do things I want all day, and I would read my Bible. And the Holy Spirit had not come yet. So I was reading it out of like self-discipline, like you're supposed to read the Bible to be a good person. So every day I would read seven chapters, you know, or more. And and within a few months, I had gone through the whole Bible. uh, And there's one other book in the video. It's David Limbaugh's uh, Jesus in Every Book of the Old Testament. And so I'm still not fully in my right mind. I've cleaned up my house a little bit, but it's still empty. And so um, um, I read the whole Bible front to back. I'm still not saved. I still don't believe Jesus is God. And and I'm not really aware of that either. I just read the Bible. It's kind of like a how-to book, what to do, what not to do, right? And so I go through and, and I'm still, I'm beginning to get sort of a mind's eye image of myself as almost like when you're sick and your mind's eye can see it, you know, I begin to realize that I'm rotten from the inside out. I I could put things away, but self-control would just come and go. I had no uh, help. I didn't know what to do, you know, and I still was just like, man, I I still just felt rotten. Even if I could clean up a few actions, uh, you know, I lost some weight. I looked a little better on the outside. You know, I felt a little better from working out and and eating a little better. Um, But I still I just felt rotten all the time. And so I'm, I'm not in my right mind, right? I'm manic, so I'm doing crazy things. You know, I read in the Bible, you should fast. And so I'm like, okay, cool, fasting, I'm gonna do it. And I go fast, right? And it helps a little bit, but then ultimately worthless, right? Uh, and then I, I, you know, I, I start getting it in my head, well, maybe I need to be baptized again now that I'm really going for this Christian thing, right? So uh, remember, I'm not in my right mind. I actually book a last minute flight to Israel, <laughs> I book a last minute flight to Israel for a week. I throw a backpack on. I mean, I don't, I got to, I got to stay at a hostel and, and uh, a small hotel. And I just went and I actually got stopped. I almost missed my flight with El Al, the, the only flight into Israel. Um, because I'm a military age male. I grew out my beard a bit, which looked kind of funny. (laughs) I usually shave. Military age male. Uh, I've got my, I'm in the National Guard. I've got my backpack on. And that's it. And I have a last minute plane ticket. So they they grilled me for like an hour, but I did get on my flight and I went and I went to the Jordan where supposedly Jesus Christ was baptized. And, you know, I was such an idiot. I just went there and waited for a Christian group and got baptized. It meant nothing. But I had this idea that, man, I'm going to come up from the water. And what I was really seeking was self-control. I wanted to not want to sin all day. I wanted to have self-control. I wanted to desire what was good and not desire what was bad that was really what i wanted i probably couldn't articulate it that well at the time but i really wanted to i've always wanted to be a good person the point is i just was not a good person Uh, so i come back from israel and um i come back from israel and i'm a little bit upset about that but i get right back to it and so now I've read the whole Bible, and so now I start to really focus on Jesus. Um, so at this point, remember my four points. I want to go through who I was, how Christ saved me, who I am, and why I'm doing this podcast. And feel free to shut this video off at any time or fast forward. Uh, most of my videos will not be like this. This is so you can always reference it if you if you care to learn you know a little bit more about me in the future. Um, But yeah, so how Christ saved me is once I came home from Israel kind of upset and I'm like feeling like I can't do anything. And that is the truth to this day. Now I know I I can't do anything. It's all from God. (laughs) But I come home and I start to really focus on Jesus. I get two books, uh, Jesus in every book of the Old Testament uh, and one other uh, miscellaneous book, both about Christ in every book of the Old Testament. And I know in my head, I had mentally ascended to the gospel. I'm like, Jesus has to be the Messiah, right? He's the Lord. Um, And I knew it, and I know it now with faith, and it's powerful. But before I knew it without faith, I had mentally, you know, I couldn't get away from the Bible and God. Um, I had gotten into Eastern mysticism, different types of, of stoicism and meditation and chakras and all these things that really brought in some dark forces in my life. Uh, I was mixing God with other things and that's because I I wasn't saved and I just wanted relief from this pain, relief from anxiety. It was unbearable. Um, but I started to really focus on Jesus and I realized, you know, okay, I need to believe in Jesus. That is salvation. The Bible is clear about that. So I go back and I'm like, well, do I believe? And as I started to really pick apart God, the invisible God, father, son, and spirit, Christ, the Son of God, made flesh, salvation. I'm going through it and I read now the Bible and every prophecy of Jesus in the Old Testament, hundreds of them, all the major ones, almost all the minor ones, uh, multiple books, and I still am constantly questioning. And it got all the way uh, at the end, I would have days where I was having anxiety only about Jesus. I wasn't having anxiety anymore about. Uh, different vices or bad things I was doing, I was having anxiety. I was like, is Jesus God? Like, I know he's the Messiah, he's the Lord. Uh, is he really God? And once again, still my self-control would come and go. Funny enough, on days I was confident Jesus was God, uh, mentally, um, faith had never entered my heart. There was a specific day, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, on days I would feel like Jesus is God, and I had the evidence and some certain verses, I would feel great. On other days, I would question it. And I would constantly have anxiety just about Jesus. And I would read these verses and be like, it has to be him, it has to be him. Uh, But the crux of the issue came to, in my mind's eye, when I would picture Jesus, I could only picture him as a man looking up to God. I could not understand. And I still cannot fully comprehend how this creator God became a man and died for me. Uh, But now I apprehend it through faith. I can lay hold on it in a way in my heart through faith it has sunk in Uh, but at the time it was all mental and I just couldn't get it I was like is he really God and I basically realized um, I'm 30 percent Jewish by blood I was not raised Jewish um, but I I had this veil where I could not believe that he was both man and God and so that was really where it came down to. I was very worried that Jesus was a man leading us away from, uh, from worshiping God, the one true God outside of creation, right? And so that's where I was. And I was actually working, uh, you know, I, I have a couple of different jobs. I'm, I'm still in mortgages. I'm in the National Guard. I work uh, occasionally at a, a small juvenile prison by me. And I, I get my hands in a lot of pots. And so I'm at this juvenile prison one night, and this is where I get saved. Um, So I'm at this juvenile prison one night, and I'm walking around, and it's a day where I'm particularly having a lot of stress about Jesus. Like, I'm really not confident uh, mentally this day. And I'm walking around, and something dawned on me where I'm like, God, I said, and and I remember the words so clearly. I was like, there's so many people that just have this simple faith, this simple trust Um, A lot of them haven't done as much research as I have. They haven't searched the scriptures or read the whole Bible like I have, Um, and it was very arrogant, and I realize, and and I certainly realize now, I was trying to mentally, uh, fully understand God in my head, and I was not submitting to him. I was not understanding that there are mysteries outside of our understanding, but through faith, we can grasp things, and they make sense. It's truth. And so I just looked up to God and I, I basically said, kind of under my breath, but audibly, I said, God, I can't figure this out. If, if Jesus is God, if you're God, like what's going on with the Trinity, I can't figure this out. I was very upset. And I said, can you just give it to me? And uh, I, I, I never swear, but I, I will in this moment, I swear to God he did. Uh, like I can say that with a fully clear conscience. He gave me faith in that moment. Um, and nothing happened immediately, but I know that prayer was answered. and I am so thankful. my life has been radically changed ever since that day. And so nothing happened immediately. I felt kind of a weight off my shoulders, uh, and I felt very peaceful, and I just went home. And within 24 to 48 hours, I picked up that Bible again, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I read the whole Bible. I read books about the Bible. I studied it while wanting to believe it. I did not believe Jesus is God. The Spirit was not interpreting it. The next day, I knew two things. I knew one, Jesus is God. (laughs) Uh, Just like God was in the tabernacle and God was in the temple, God was in Christ, it says, reconciling the world to himself. I didn't fully understand it, but all of a sudden in my mind's eye, when I thought of Jesus, I thought of this God outside of creation that created the galaxies. It was so, so much majesty to me to ponder him who humbled himself and he became this human being with all his power, all his glory, everything in Christ. I, I knew Jesus was God. Um, theologically, I might not be explaining this perfectly right now. But I knew he was the fullness of God dwelling in a body. I knew he was the exact image of the invisible God. I knew he was fully man, but I also knew he was fully God. It was amazing, and it still is amazing every time I tell my story. Um, and then I knew a second thing. And, and I had built up so much stress working for money and then working for salvation my whole life. And when I read these words, I read, and it blew my mind, I read, to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. You can never pay this creator back. I mean, we fell from grace. We can never pay him back what we owe him. We sinned against the most holy being in the galaxies, the creator of all this. But then right after it says, but to him who does not work, does not work. Whew. I'm reading that now, and the Spirit is just enlightening me. I'm saying, does not work. And then it says, but believes on him, Christ, who justifies the ungodly. And in that moment, I was like, I'm ungodly, but I believe. I'm fully forgiven. I mean, I felt this amazing sense of forgiveness where it was like, wow, I really could sin. I could mess up right now. I could go home and do all sorts of evil things and you're going to forgive me this was the, and it's not a license to sin because immediately and to this day i felt this great cooling effect where all the anxiety the pain the lust the desire to sin i didn't want to do it i knew i could do it i was forgiven under grace but i had no desire to upset this amazing god who became a man and died for somebody as as pathetic as me and so I mean, now this Bible was a whole new Bible. As I began to read it, realizing I am saved, that even the faith I had in my heart, God gave it to me, that all the effort I had put into getting saved, that was just God leading me to him and realizing and showing me how I I can't do anything. I am nothing. He is everything. And so that's who I was and how Christ saved me. And so who I am now, I I am still an addict. Um, I'm addicted to Christ. Um, I love now, there's no discipline in it. I love reading the word of God. I love studying it. Um, I hope this doesn't come off arrogant. Uh, but I have to sort of say my credentials for why I'm teaching you scriptures, why I'm interpreting reality through scripture, why you're listening to me. So I'm sorry if this comes off arrogant, but this is just like Paul said, by the grace of God, I am who I am. So, so I'm an addict. I can easily and most mornings I do. I'll start off with anywhere from a two to five hour quiet time with the Lord um, and then I'm, uh, you know, if I'm running, about fifty percent of the time. I still love to run, by the way, as a as a hobby, something I enjoy. Um, I still have a lot of energy, and I, I have hobbies and things like that. But I am really addicted to. Uh, I love Jesus now. I mean, I cannot believe he saved me. I love reading the word of God. I interpret my entire reality through it. And it's it's absolutely fascinating. And so I can easily spend, there's been some days where I can spend 10 hours just kind of walking around. I'm still at picnic tables. I'm praying, worshiping, reading the word for hours every day. Um, I like to study what else is going on in the world a bit and, and what other religions think. And and I, I love sort of tying all of reality together, but always through the lens of, of the Word of God, it is an absolute flashlight or lamp uh, to my life. I would be lost without it, and so I really believe that whatever I am now, if there's anything good, anything calm, anything noble, like if I'm if I'm self, like I have I by the grace of God, I really don't have any issues with self-control now. I can watch what I eat and what I do. Because, you know, my vice is Jesus. I love, I mean, I love praying to him. I love talking to him. I love ministry. So uh, God has blessed me to where I can spend some uh, time working, but then a lot of time in ministry as well. And so as soon as I got saved, it's just like Paul said, by the grace of God, I am who I am. So all the old desires just changed to these new desires where I I love spending time with God. I love growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ. I love ministry. And all the things I love are pretty good things. You know, the neutral thing I do is I still love to run, Uh, But being an addict, even when I run, sometimes I'm listening to, uh, as soon as I got saved, I was running all day uh, after reading. And when I'm running, I was listening to uh, John MacArthur sermons like crazy. I mean, I I must have gone through hundreds of John MacArthur sermons uh, just through running. And so by the grace of God, I am who I am. I did not make myself this way. I I essentially um, was a complete dirtbag my whole life. And then I got saved. And then anything I am now... I just thank the Lord for making me that way. I take zero credit. I did nothing. So that's who I am. And then finally, uh, why am I doing this? Um, I believe God gives all of us gifts and all of us callings. Um, Some of the things you'll see on the video and podcasts, uh, I've been, funny enough, kind of very interested in my whole life, even before being saved. I've always Kind of studied, uh, you know, what's going on in Israel, what's going on in the economy, world and international news and affairs, technology. And funny enough, even when I did not believe in Christ, I always thought I did. So, you know, I hadn't put my faith in him. I hadn't put my trust in him. He wasn't Lord of my life, uh, to me at least. But I I thought I believed. So I was kind of looking at these things. And so now that I am saved, Uh, Why I'm doing this is as soon as I got saved, I I really spent a lot of just intimate one-on-one time with the Lord for like the first year. That's really all I did. I didn't even do much ministry. It was really just learning and growing. All of a sudden, this Bible that I was forcing myself to read uh, came alive and it was amazing. And I began uh, because I, you know, I, I deleted all my social medias. I wasn't carrying my phone around. I was basically just a crazy guy in the woods reading my Bible for a year and, and praising my God who, who died for me. I mean, it really, uh, it, it was really amazing. And I've never been happier and more peaceful in my life. Life isn't perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. Uh, but I've never been more happy and peaceful in my life. I, I can't believe it. Um, so I did that. And then I got into some ministry and and, and obviously I love evangelism. I love to preach the gospel. Uh, but the biggest thing I noticed is from all the reading of Scripture and spending time with God and praying, um, I began to interpret reality through Scripture, which is always very peaceful because Christ came to die for his enemies. So when I see something evil or, or, or not good, I'm not angry. I'm actually never angry. Because I don't think you know I, I even deserve to be saved. So if somebody's not saved and they think something you know horrible, if somebody worships the devil, I'm not going to be angry at them. I'm going to pray for them and and you know try and tell them the truth, but you know which will set you free. Um, but I really noticed I was able to just really interpret reality through scripture. And as I was walking around, I lived near Nashville, so as I was walking around the cities in Nashville and I was looking at things, I began to see the world, the world just looked totally different to me, um, especially with everything going on now. And every day, I just pray for, for more discernment. But the way that I see the world um, is not that, you know, right now, these are the end times, Christ is coming back tomorrow. I'm not trying to scare anybody with this podcast, it has nothing to do with that. Um, for all I know, he could come back in 2000 years or 200 years. Um, But the early church, they were all looking forward to the coming of Christ. And so I'm always looking forward to the coming of Christ. And I do believe there's a chance we are in those times. I do believe that a lot of things are happening right now that we were specifically warned would happen to the world and to the church, that it's startlingly accurate in the word. And as you study it and God reveals it to you, it only inflames me more to worship and to evangelize and to, to love the Lord, it doesn't take away anything. Um, but like Jeremiah says, I know our heart is easily deceived and infinitely wicked, right? So I mean every time I read the news, I, I could be running off and being like, the end is nigh, you know? How'd <laughs> you kids? So that, that's not the goal. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm not trying to convince people it's the end of the world. I'm not trying to convince people to follow any crazy conspiracy theories. I'm trying to convince people that Jesus Christ is God that he died to save sinners, and that the Bible is the word of God. It is the inerrant word of God. It is an absolute gift to humanity because Jesus Christ is the word made flesh. And so I will talk about controversial things on this podcast. I'll talk about the mark of the beast. I'll talk about anything in the Bible. I'm not going to shy away from anything in the Bible, Uh, because it's kind of funny. As Christians, you know, we go and throw on Netflix for two hours, and we don't feel convicted. But we start looking at controversial things like the mark of the beast, which is in the Bible. It was given to God's children, to his servants, to read. The book of Revelations even says twice that you'll be happy, blessed if you read it. It's the only book in the Bible that promises happiness if you read it and understand it. And so... Uh, you know, as I read it, I feel like God has really revealed some of the more complex things of Scripture to me, and I, I thank Him for that. I, I don't know why God saved me. I don't know why He's called me into ministry, but I thank the Lord every day uh, for that gift. But I don't shy away from anything because, I, you know, it's—other than my quiet time with the Lord, if I feel like researching biblical prophecy for two or three hours a day— that's better than going and watching Netflix. But you'll find as a Christian, the enemy, he'll he'll be fine if you want to go watch TV or play video games or go fishing for a few hours. But if you want to research this type of stuff, he'll start to convict you like, well, who are you and how dare you? And so what I've learned over time is that for freedom, Christ has set me free. I, I really don't do much because I have to do it. It's This is a gift. It's a blessing. I love doing this stuff. And I really uh, interpret my reality through the word of God. Um, everything has a spiritual and a physical meaning to me, and uh, I just thank the Lord so much. And I really hope this blesses you. Um, so that's who I was. That's how Jesus Christ saved me. Uh, that's who I am, and that's why I'm doing this. Um, this video, it's you know, I threw together a few pictures. If you're watching it. It's really, this video is just intended. I'm always gonna keep it at the top of my website and all the way in the back of my you know, YouTube or Rumble or podcast, uh, just so that you can reference it. If, if you've been watching me for a while, but somebody else you're introducing me to, you can tell them, hey, go to the first video. You can learn a little bit about me. Um, but I wanna be really clear. You know, I'm not a PhD. I'm not, I don't have a fancy college degree. Um, I am simply addicted, <laughs> and I always will be by the grace of God, to growing in my relationship with the Lord. And I do that and abiding in Christ. And I do that through reading his word. And through reading his word, I I think it leads to this this ministry. And any wisdom I have has come from God. Any foolishness comes from me. (laughs) But I just thank the Lord for this and I really hope it blesses you. Thanks for tuning in.